0: Two peas Two and a bongs and a bong. Two peas in a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, a bong. Two peas and a bong.
1: All right, y'all. Two peas in a bong in the building again. It's your boy, DP.
2: It's your boy, KP. (laughs) Warming my pain with his finger.
0: (laughs) And a tired man. A tired man, also known as Bong. <laughs> <laughs> tired, man. Tired as fuck. Yeah. Hang
1: on in there, brother. Hang on in there with us.
0: My man. Ain't you sick and tired of being sick and tired? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, shit.
1: All right, man. Um, We're going to keep it light today, man. A uh, little heady versus petty situations going on here. So throw a few topics out here. And uh, give me y'all take on whether you think it's either heady or if it's petty, you know, if, if uh, the person behind the, the act is uh, doing something that's, you know, well within their rights and is witty, um, then it's considered petty and petty speaks for itself. So um, let's start off with uh, the Atlanta Dream uh, versus Phoenix Mercury. Uh, the two teams wore vote Warnock shirts, the Honorable Reverend uh, Raphael Warnock, <laughs> the Honorable Warnock, uh, who's the uh, <laughs> pastor at uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. <laughs> that is where uh, Dr. Martin Luther King himself uh, was also a pastor, if you guys want a little bit of background on that. But um, back to back to the script with uh, the vote Warnock shirts. How do you guys feel about that? Because the Atlanta Dreams uh co-owner is Kelly Loffler, who's actually a senator out there in Atlanta. Um, so you know, Warnock is actually trying to unseat her. So what you know, the message is uh vote go with the other guy and not not this not this lady who actually is a part owner of one of the teams involved in this. So Hetty
0: or Petty. Who you want it first? Um, um, yeah, man, I'll go with um Hetty. And petty. (laughs) Uh, I like it, man. I like that shit. Um, You know, she's so she's publicly spoken against Black Lives Matter. And without going into the details of, you know, the reasoning behind it or our personal takes on um, Black Lives Matter as an organization versus Black Lives Matter as as a stance, you're in a league that is. 100% hundred percent on board with Black Lives Matter, and you are the only owner, part owner, that is publicly speaking against it. Uh, so the players, you know, they can't overthrow you, um, even though you're a, a, a minuscule part of the league. Um, so they voiced their First Amendment rights, and I think the shit was pretty cool, man. That shit was, that shit was, um, it was creative. Now, and I, I, I like the stance they took, man. You know, silent. But powerful. I'm gonna do something
2: for the first time that has happened on this show. Probably I'm gonna agree with you. <laughs> this was heady <laughs> and petty. Now, now that we've got our agreement out the way, now this is where we disagree. The first part of it being heady is yeah, I'm well. Let me start by they did voice voice their first amendment, right? Their freedom of speech by wearing this shirt. That was a powerful statement as they look to get her unseated in the upcoming Senate election. So that's a, you know, that was a good thing on their part. Now, the petty part is how ah, there's a few petty pieces. But the first petty piece is that it is, it was the players of the organization of Kelly Loeffler. So that's the that's the first part where I, I disagree with. It's like, come on, man. I don't think you could do that in any other Type of organization, any other type of situation. So I kind of hold on. What's she gonna do? Fire him? No. But I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, as far as just the respect piece, just the respect.
0: Where's her respect though? Again, you got the whole league is on board with Black Lives Matter. If you don't agree with it, just shut the fuck up out of respect, Ubang. If you don't respect us, we gonna show you that we don't respect you. So are you gonna fire all of us? She's a minority owner, right? She's co-owner. She's co-owner. Okay. Whatever it is, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's minority or it's not. But you gonna fire us, all of us? So yeah, that's the heady
2: part, though, right? It, oh no, it, it, it's very heady on their end. I, I said it's heady. So here's the thing with the the Black Lives Matter movement with her on her perspective, because you know I'm just looking at this thing rationally and looking at Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a movement that is funded for the Democratic Party. She is a Republican, so. By that situation right there, I can understand why you don't want to get on board behind the movement as far as the organization. Now,
1: That's the cloak over her reason why she don't want to get down with it.
2: Now, in an interview with ESPN last month, uh, this is what Kelly Loeffler had to say. She said that she feared the WNBA's public support for the Black Lives Matter movement could drive some fans away. I think that a lot of, and I'm quoting what she said. I think that a lot of people feel that they may not have a place in the sport um, and other sports that make them feel like American values aren't at the core of what we're doing. She also contended that there is a difference between saying Black Lives Matter and the organization Black Lives Matter. I think we all agree the life of every African-American is important. There's no room for racism in this country and we have to root it out where it exists. This is what she said in an ESPN interview. So, and, and we said this on the show that there is a difference between black lives that matter and the actual organization of black lives matter. So, I totally I can understand where she's coming from with that. Um, The other situation is when you look at this in the way that it's being done. And I said it's heady on the, the, the part of the WNBA and the women. Very heady. But I cannot help but think about another individual that had a difference of opinion many years ago. And it seemed that she got ran out the league as well. And that was Candace Wiggins. So it seems like the WNBA has a, a history of trying to get rid of individuals that don't want to be on board with what they're doing. And for those of you that don't know, Candace Wiggins was a top three overall draft pick to the um Lynx, right? Yeah, the Lynx, the Minnesota Lynx. And she had a and she, you know, she was a standout, came out of Stanford, was all American. Um, and she had a situation where she said that she was bullied and you know, she um she actually had an interview with USA Today where she went in so far as to say that she believed that ninety eight percent of the WNBA league was gay. And the fact that she was open about her heterosexuality, mm-hmm. she was really targeted. And you know, they tried to hurt her. She had a career that lasted four years.
0: And you know, when she she, she... <laughs> time. You okay, better be glad because I, I wanted to jump in a couple minutes ago and challenge you on some bullshit you were saying. But what? what's that? No, 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 you got the floor. No, go ahead, go ahead, go hey, ahead, go ahead. Re- re- reclaiming my time, uh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> um, so, you said that the Whatever the owner's name is, the co-owner that Mm -hmm. she so she agrees with Black Lives Matter, but she doesn't agree with the organization Black Lives Matter.
2: Yes, which is
0: a Democratic
2: funded organization, which I can understand that if you're a Republican that I can understand.
0: Do you think that she is the only Republican that is a owner of a sports team that does not agree with Black Lives Matter because it's a Democratic run party or Democratic run organization you don't think that all of the owners in the NBA and all of the owners in the NFL are behind Republican uh, the Republican party so somehow all of those owners are smart enough that in this moment they understand that saying black lives matter is bigger than uh the democratic or republican party but she doesn't but do she you. was well spoken enough to say all that bullshit on ESPN but she's not smart enough to understand that in this moment silence is key if you can't say anything you know it's one of those times where if you ain't got nothing good to say don't say nothing at all
1: but you she's, she's a politician yeah. she's a politician she, but no I'm but she, I'm saying that's what politicians know what to do, know to do
2: yes, but she's but not she, doing she's it he's also a politician that's in an election year where she doesn't want to lose to a Democrat. So she's going to openly take her stance as a Republican and hope that she can sway people on the Republican side. Everybody else, all the other owners, they're not politicians. They're not in politics, and they're not running in this upcoming election. So it's different.
0: So it's desperation. She had to...
2: She has to reach to that because she she couldn't reach for anything else. I don't know if you want to call it desperation. I, I don't I, I don't know what to call it. It was a strike. Well, here.
1: Let me let, let me ask this then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked about Black Lives Matter and the, the actual slogan or the tagline versus, you know, the actual real movement. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the WNBA is pushing? The slogan or the real movement?
2: I think that they're pushing the movement. Okay. Well, yeah. so if
1: they're pushing the movement, you're I, saying that then she's speaking
2: against the movement. When I say when I but when I say the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm Kevin, about, Kevin, 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 hold on, Kevin. Hold on, hold on. you just about, talking, you I'm just,
1: talking, you, just talking, you said I'm, you dropped the bottle of beer.
2: You dropped the bottle of beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm but I'm talking about the LGBT movement. That's what I'm talking about. I, no, but that's
1: not that's not what she's speaking against in this particular instance. She's What, are you about? what I'm asking you is this. Uh-huh. If you it, my question was, what what do you think the WNBA players are pushing? Just the slogan or actually that Black Lives Matter? You said you think that they're pushing that Actually, black lives do matter, but she
2: is speaking against what they're doing, right? No, this okay. So, this is what I'm saying. When I say that black lives matter, within that movement is the LBGTQ. No, I hear you. That's the so I'm saying that's the movement that they're behind, it's under the umbrella of Black Lives Matter. So you're
1: saying that they're not doing this for so their social injustice movement. Doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. It's just only the LGBTQ plus Black people that matter.
2: That's what I believe. That's the that's what the
1: NBA is doing. NBA?
2: That's I said the the players. That's what I would primarily say. And that's and uh, even with um when interviewed, some of the players that were interviewed. Let me let me go to a real time. Point. Um time.
0: that's too funny it's too funny too funny
2: okay again so one of the wm hold on (laughs) hey
1: man i gave an additional
2: go ahead man wrap this um, wrap this last one up it's important for us to support voting and overall campaign to flip the senate said clarendon who now plays for the new york liberty we want people in office who support the same values and morals as we do Reverend Warnock is pro-criminal justice reform for LGBTQ rights and pro-choice reproductive rights. Those are the kind of people we want representing us because that's what our league stands for. So it's not again, it's not necessarily black lives. It's more. But but is it just that, though? That's what I'm saying. Did she say that
1: those are the only things our league stands for that? This those were her quotes. That's what she said. Right. But I'm asking you, I just asked you and you said, yeah, they're pushing the movement. But you think that they're only pushing a portion of the movement now. It's they're dissecting it and saying, Okay, well, we're we're for
2: this, but not just black lives in general. No, because i no, no, because even w- with with the black lives. No, no. What I'm saying, no. It's just a portion. I'm saying it's a portion of the movement. Yeah, it's right. It's, so it's you're saying di- yes. Yeah, no,
1: that's yeah, that I'm, is what you're saying. Yeah, they're dissecting. Yes. Okay, so then Lowler has a position on this on this particular situation, mm-hmm. and that is. From what I'm gathering, from what from what you're saying, is that she doesn't support the tagline, yes. and the actual organization, right? Yes, yeah. yes. But she supports that all Black lives matter. Yes. So is she Lowfler? Mm-hmm. Is she against? Who did you just quote? You quoted uh, Clarence. What's a player that you just Clarence. Okay, New York Liberty. Is is she against what she is saying? Does Lowfler stand against what she is saying? What she was quoted in saying.
2: Um, she did. She is against some of those things. This is what she said. She said, um, the Black Lives Matter political organization advocates things like defunding and ab- abolishing the police, abolishing our military, emptying our prisons, destroying the nuclear family. It promotes violence and anti-sentimism. To me, this is not what our league stands for. So that was the statement that Kelly Loeffler released is that is that is that factual what she was saying i'm not agreeing with what she said i'm just telling you what she said i'm just reading the quotes those were her words
0: okay so again this i mean she sounds like she's doing more as a part owner of a league that's much bigger than her to muddy the waters than to so she's not really she's hiding behind her disdain for Black Lives Matter, the organization. Um, But this moment is about Black Lives Matter being a movement or a lifestyle or a reality. And that's what the WNBA is standing behind. Obviously, it's a women's league, right? Mm -hmm. They want to advocate for things that are specific to women. Like they have different struggles than men do. So I'm not against a women's league advocating for women, like women's rights, because again, women have a, like I said, women just have a a separate set of, of, of battles that they're fighting. And I'm not against the WNBA standing with, um, you know, women and women's rights and their choice to, um, you know, either create or abort um, and other things like that. Now, again, that's not, has nothing to do with my personal opinion, but you know, I'm not going to speak on it in this moment. And that's what I think that the, the part owner or the co-owner of uh, the WNBA team that is desperate to win an election um, should have done. But again, she's going to put her well-being ahead of any black life. So all she's doing is muddy in the waters. It's about a movement, but she she'll say that it's about the organization because. Right now, she's desperate and she wants to get votes from her base. If she comes out and she says, hey, I'm, I'm against this, the Black Lives Matter movement, she can't stand on that. But she can stand behind, I'm against Black Lives Matter, the organization. That's just my opinion. Okay.
1: All right. Well, by the way, uh, the Dream lost, 81-74. So uh, those two teams stand on opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, Phoenix Mercury is 4-2, and, and the Dream is currently 2-4. and four. So moving on to... The next topic, um, so we got uh, we got the situation with the Houston Rockets, okay, um, telling the Brooklyn Nets exactly how to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. So you got one team kind of infiltrating and then breaking down the system and reporting to another, giving them some insider tips, so to speak, on how to attack a, a particular system and take it down. So how do y'all feel about the Houston Rockets infiltrating the system and then breaking it down for the Brooklyn Nets.
2: Heady or Petty? The Houston Rockets telling the Brooklyn Nets how to beat Milwaukee, I believe that that was heady. That was, you know, that's just sitting around. The NBA is a fraternity. We're in a bubble. We're sharing the same facilities. We're poolside, we're chilling. You know, regular conversation, man. Hey, man, I saw what y'all did yesterday. Yeah, man, we just shot a lot of threes. That's simple. Man, just shoot the ball. Shoot threes. Take your open shots. That's heady. That's fine. That's fine. And that's also experimenting with what they already have going like by throwing it to the net. So they're experimenting like if another team plays like us, let's see if they could be Milwaukee or, you know, we got lucky and it was a fluke because of our system. Petty. The petty part was after the Nets won. They told reporters and they revealed how they won. They told them that the Houston Rockets, they leaked the the conversation that the Houston Rockets privately had with them. That's the petty part. You were supposed to keep that to yourself and use that for next season going forward. Petty as hell. I mean, the, 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 the secret and really the secret was, hey man, hit 21 threes. You hit 21 threes, you'll beat them. So both teams... And back-to-back days, they hit 21 three-pointers against the Milwaukee Bucks, and they were both able to defeat them.
0: Now, the the real question is, can you go in, in a seven-game series, hit 21 threes in four, in four games to beat the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, no. If I had to lean one way or the other, I think it was heady. Um, like Kev said, the petty part, and it's just dumb, is to come out and tell the media. But again, if... Milwaukee is not going to take advantage of their strengths. You have three seven footers. Giannis is an unstoppable force when he's going downhill. But if you're not going to take advantage of that and you're going to let a team outshoot you from three point land, that's on you. That's coaching, right? I would I would assume that that's coaching, and that's on Mike Budenholzer, the Milwaukee coach. You, you you're going to have the back to back MVP. Um, Even though looking at the looking at the numbers, because I think as Giannis, LeBron, and James Harden, Mm -hmm. a case can truly be made for James Harden. I didn't know his numbers were that nice, but uh, that's neither here nor there. You have the back to back, what will be essentially the back to back MVP and nobody fears you as a true championship contender. That says a lot. And again, y'all know I was I fucking blew a top when I saw Houston beat Milwaukee with their tallest player being 6-7. And Giannis, I don't even think Giannis has a uh has a post game. No. Not, he, he he's either get it in transition and you know take 3 steps to get to the basket or um stand up you know, try and drive to drive to the basket. But he doesn't he if you gave it to him and said, hey, Giannis, we got a this half court set and we're going to give it to you on the block. You just punish P.J. Tucker. I don't think he could do it. So, you know, you the back to back you about to be a back to back MVP. Bruh, you need to work on your game. That's first and foremost. But it was a heady, it was a heady move. They gave you the blueprint. Go use that. Go hit 21 threes four times, you know, four out of seven times. And, you know, there's a there's a there's a great chance you'll beat him. But we'll see if you can do it.
1: Okay. A few things, man. Um, so you got uh, Budenholzer. You talked about coaching. Uh, he's one of the three finalists for uh, Coach of the Year. Um, Nick Nurse with the Toronto Raptors and then Billy Donovan with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then uh, your boy Budenholzer were the three finalists for this year's uh, coach of the year so uh, i mean uh i don't know was he making some adjustments throughout the year to get him to that point maybe did he make the right ones in that game maybe not
0: he played in the east dp yeah
1: no i'm hey man i don't i don't make the votes man i'm just telling you
0: i'm saying that the reason that their record is as good as it is is because like the eighth seed right now in or the ninth seed they put up a stat that shows that the ninth seed the washington uh, Wizards, right? Um, Their record is now worse than the 10th seed that got left home. <laughs> because, right. Because you still playing games. So they have a worse record than the 10th seed that didn't even get invited to the bubble. <laughs> so so
1: here's my thing, man. I told y'all last episode when we were talking about just uh, the opening games for the return that I, I already spoke on Milwaukee and I said, I don't I don't think they they have anything for anybody coming out of that Western conference. So when it comes down to it, I don't see them beating anybody in the West. I don't see them beating the Lakers. I don't see them beating the Clippers. I don't see them beating which I consider the most dangerous team at this point, the Blazers. I don't see them beating the Blazers either. Um, and if the Lakers and Clippers ain't careful, you know, they're gonna have some problems with the Blazers. But um, so that was the the first thing I just was touching on was, you know. It was the coaching situation, just to point that out. But then um, let's look at the bubble, man. We talked about it being what? Like a AAU yeah. kind of setting where, where cats are sitting on the sideline watching the game and stuff like that. When I heard about this story, I'm really sitting here thinking like, hey, man, you got somebody, you know, Harden or whoever could have been sitting down on the sideline. And then they watch the game. Then afterwards, they just talking, you know, just regular talking about basketball. Like, yeah, man, you know. Uh, This is and that or or somebody from the Nets watching the, the Rockets game rather before they played before uh, the Nets played the, the buck. And, you know, they could have been just talking regular talk, basketball talk. Oh, man, we did this. We did that, man. If you if you look at this, man, you got to attack, you know, so and so this way and then do this, this and that. That's that's just talk yeah reporters though reporters though they hear this stuff and they got to make a story out of it like was it really that deep that somebody told somebody told you oh man do this this is what we did that's regular talk regular basketball talk DP. And, it's, and it's blown up into into a fucking story about oh they they gave them the secret code of how to beat the milwaukee bucks get the fuck out of here man
0: dp and they got to go out and do the shit. Right. Uh, like, come right. on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay, Houston has won all their games like that. So you're going to tell them that the blueprint to beat whoever Houston beat is by just going out there and just jacking up 63s <laughs> a game? Right. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> I didn't like that Garrett Temple leaked it, though. You should have. You should've, uh, So it was, it was Temple? Yeah, it was Garrett I mean, Temple.
1: I eat just keep it to you. I mean, but man. but that's just but but that's just what's happening at in that setting. You got you got players sitting watching the game. The players are the fans, basically watching the game. And he could have he could have came up like, man, I saw how y'all was attacking so and so. Man, y'all was getting off on him. And then whoever he was talking to could have probably been like, yeah, man, you know that's kind of what we plan to do, man. We and then it just goes from there. But is that really like, oh, that's the blueprint, man?
0: Come on. Listen, a lot of these a lot of these players, man, during the season, they claim that they watch uh, league pass and all this other stuff. I don't think they really get a chance to get to all the games. But right now, essentially, if you're not playing, you can study the your 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 opponents. You can study, you know, potential competition like there's nothing. So like anybody that's fighting to get in or fighting for seating and you're playing hard like you're, we're watching how you, you know, we're watching your game plans and we're looking at it up close and personal. That's why I think, you know, a lot of people are um, making a lot of noise about the Lakers and, you know, the fact that, they, that they're that they struggling right now. The Lakers did just what they had to do. They're playing vanilla games right now. I'm not really worried about what the Lakers got going on um, because I don't think they're trying to show their hand, so to say. But if you're in the bubble right now, you're getting scouted by other players. You're getting right. scouted by teams. I'm talking about up close and personal. Go for it. Time! out of here. Come on,
1: Final thoughts before we move on. Final thoughts on that before we move on.
2: Yeah, you know that going into that game, the Nets were a nineteen point underdog, and this is the third largest upset in NBA in the NBA in the last thirty seasons.
1: Yeah, man. I heard him calling it a historic, you know, upset, but I <sighs> Come
0: on. Uh. What's bigger than that is that non-related is that the three-point shooting in the, in the bubble is outrageous. Um, every like just seems like everybody's having. Austin Rivers just had a career-high forty-one points tonight. Man, like everybody's having their best. And I was watching. I was um, looking at something on Instagram, and they said that it has to do with the depth perception yeah. of the of the court. Mm -hmm. Um, these courts are easy to shoot on because, uh, because the fans aren't there. There's, you know, there's no crowd. So the depth perception is, um, is better, but, um, somehow the Lakers are shooting like 12%, but that's neat. Yeah. Um, TJ Warren. is. Oh my gosh.
1: Hey, look, 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 look. I saw, I saw an IG post that said my grandfather had, had Kareem. My dad had Jordan and I have the bubbles TJ Warren.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I saw something to compare that shit. Like who's better like bubble Warren or hoodie (laughs) mellow. Hey, TJ Warren
2: is getting busy. I, I saw something yeah. that said the, the Phoenix Suns have the best team in the bubble and traded away the best player in the bubble. Yeah,
0: well, 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 Monty yeah. Williams, you know, he's earning his little bubble check. They, I think, aren't they undefeated in the bubble? They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but they're uh, they're like right behind the blazers, but it's looking like they're not gonna make it.
0: Nah, they I mean they can still make it. It's um Well, it looks like the Blazers came into the, came into the bubble with one more game under their belt than Phoenix did anyway. So, um, right now they're a game behind Phoenix is a game behind, but they're only, I think one loss behind in the loss kind of the column. But I think the Blazers have two more wins because they had a better, they had one more game than the, the Suns did coming into the bubble. So it's kind of weird, but I think how many games we have left like 3 yeah something like
1: that and the and the blazers they can actually take the 8th seed <laughs> so you might be right. looking at a situation where it's potentially the grizzlies or the suns looking to play the blazers you know in the head to head to get to you know to actually get the 8th seed um right. because because the the blazers have the same amount of wins as the grizzlies at 30 33 and it's actually the Spurs with the win today leaped over the Suns, and the Spurs and the Suns both have uh, thirty-one wins.
0: Yeah, so, this this this, this should be tricky, but that's a that's a hell of a segue, right?
1: No, it is. It is. It is. Continuing with this with this heady petty situation. So one of my one of my boys hits me up and he's like, uh, man, if you were the Clippers, if you were coaching the Clippers, would you play your guys so they would go out there and beat the Blazers or would you sit them? and let the Blazers win. And I'm sitting up here like my first instinct was like, man, the Blazers, the Lakers going to have to see the Blazers if the Blazers win. So as a Clipper fan, I'm like, get the Blazers all the help they need. <laughs> like, sit, I'm sitting everybody. I'm sitting my ass down as a coach and turning my seat the opposite direction. And I ain't even looking at the game. Um, So now nah, I was like, no, nah, I'm sitting my guys. Let the, let the Blazers win. But then you start seeing these reports between a few of the players getting a little sticky. And you got Paul George and Ubong's boy, his favorite player in the league in NBA history, <laughs> Pat Beverly, with a little back and forth with Damian Lillard. If you guys remember, Damian Lillard hit that basically walk-off three-pointer in whose face? Paul George. Paul George, when the Blazers were playing the Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs. Last year. Um, that was one of the biggest moments in in the season and in the playoffs that you know one of most one of the most memorable but now fast forward you got these three kind of in the you know war of words over social media and stuff is this heady or petty on the part of uh beverly and george is it is it heady or petty for them
0: to go at lillard like this
2: that shit is petty
0: you know i gotta kick it off though okay
2: all right
0: all right go on (laughs) Ubong That shit is petty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is petty as fuck. And I'ma say it just just like this. So let me because it was a lot of shit to, to kind of un to kind of un unpack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause by the time I got on, on the net, I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers is talking shit. And they kind of going back and forth. So let's rewind. You got Dame Lillard on the line to beat the Clippers, right? He's on the free throw line, Portland down one. He needs to make two free throws to go up one and seal the game. He misses the first one. Patrick Beverly and uh, Morris, Marcus Morris, are screaming like schoolgirls at the prom. And um, then he misses the second. And Pat Beverly is losing his mind, like falling over the... He's almost falling over the the partition from where the players sit. Bruh. (laughs) And he's doing the wave that Dame did to uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook last year as they go off the court it's a regular season game god is he is he as the, as the youngsters would say is he living that rent free in your head that him missing two free throws in a regular season game got you so hyped it's crazy that's that's crazy to me um so Dame goes to the interview after the game and he basically chin-checked him and Paul George and uh and Pat Beverly, saying that the fact that they're so excited that he missed the last two free throws is a sign of respect, and it shows how much they value, how much they see him as, right? Because he didn't, A, put Paul George out the playoffs last year on a game-winner, mm. and if you go further back, when Pat Beverly was playing with Houston in 2014, yeah, he hit a, a game-winner. A game to put their ass out the series, too, for Portland. So they both have vivid memories of the work that he does. So, you know, I guess them getting the consolation prize is like, it's like a team that just put you out, a team that just beat you in the Super Bowl last year or a team that just beat you in the playoffs last year. And you guys, you know, first game of the new season, you beat them and and you're, you're beating your chest. Bro, you got, if you're talking NBA status, you got 81 more games to go before you even get back to the playoffs. Like, but you beating your chest after game one, so like petty as fuck, man.
2: Ubong, I agree with you a thousand percent. Petty as hell. What the hell was Pat Beverly doing when he was falling over the partition? That was ridiculous. Like, what are you doing? Even the announcer was like, "Hey, he—he, he, you're gonna get hurt." I hope he doesn't get hurt doing all this. And it—it was—it was over the top, over the top celebration over one regular season game, and then it. it and then I love Damian Lillard's response. I loved his response, putting both of them out in the playoffs. Like, man, you know my body of work. And then both and yep. then both told him stop running from team to team and stop trying to escape the grind. You guys is chumps. Love that too. Loved it. But chumps. Then Paul George fired back and started talking about his surgeries, his shoulder surgeries. Now i I understand he has surgeries, but spare me right now. Spare me the violins. Like, Lime. come on, man. We, we don't, we don't want to hear about that right now. We don't want to hear that. You got right. on the internet saying that, you know, they they going home and they ain't going to win in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ubong. You got to hold that L. You, you got to hold that L, man. Don't bring your injuries into this, Paul George. We know about your injuries, man. We know about your body of work. We respect what you do. But come on, man. Don't bring that up. And then to take it a step further, this is when it got even pettier to me. I don't know if y'all know this, but Dame Lillard's sister got involved. Uh, mm. L- Lene Lillard. <laughs> so, yeah, you you can you can Google it. It's on. Uh, you can Google it. Lene Lillard. Is that the sister that remember when he hit the uh, the game winner? She was at the court side? Yeah, that's her court side yelling. Yeah. So L- Lene Lillard got involved. It made a video talking about Paul George. Well, talking about <laughs> Beverly first and his stanky breath ass. <laughs> and then we're talking about Paul George and how he married a stripper.
0: Ooh,
2: <laughs> Whoa. You talk about hitting below the belt. What? Wow. How did Hey, that's the flex bomb drop? Mm. How did, how did we get here? And then, and then um, Paul George's wife jumping back in and saying somebody come get this cow talking about <laughs> Dame Lillard's sister Lene Lillard. I mean, somebody come tip this cow. Can we can we keep it on basketball? <laughs> if you were gonna talk about I, I'm if, if Lene Lillard was gonna talk about Paul George's wife, I would have said talk about the fact that she's wearing Adidas and a lot of her Instagram pictures. And Dame Lillard is an Adidas guy, and her husband Paul George is a Nike guy. Talk about that, but mm. start calling her a hoe and start talking about how she was a stripper, which she was a stripper. This this is true. But okay, so they stating the facts. facts. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, but I mean, I mean,
1: man. OK, so let me let me ask a few questions then. Yeah. If you think about Bever- Patrick Beverly's play and just the kind of character he is, would you say that he's a petty player? a pesky petty definitely kind of guy so definitely. are you surprised at anything that he did in the situation are you surprised that he was cackling over there and doing all the extra shit
2: yeah i i the, you're surprised was, uh, you're, you're the, surprised the way that he was the way no no uh, no you're surprised though yeah, you're way, surprised the way that he was falling over that 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 partition piece yeah but I, but you I, are surprised
1: i was okay. yes
0: yeah Yes, yes, I'm yes. Not because su- I'm oh, not surprised. Hold on, hold on, DP. There's levels to it. Yeah, there's levels to it. You can be petty. You can be petty and still have some class, bruh. You are bruh. literally. And, and 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 let me guess. He was probably sitting out because of a sore something or a sore another sore groin, and he rolling all over this. Like if I'm being petty as a, as as the Blazers, I want the NBA to look into that shit, bro. You were sitting out for an injury, but you rolling uh, around this motherfucker. I'm not. Su- I'm
1: not surprised. I'm not saying that it ain't petty. But I ain't surprised. DP, I'm what, not.
0: What I'm saying is I we all get it that it was petty, but bro, you we you doing too much. It's either you it's either you need the attention, and I don't think you do, but like I, I really don't know what it is. But you're you're still writing checks that eventually somebody else gonna have to cash. You ain't even gonna have to cash the Dame Lillard check because no, Paul we, George. We know Paul, you Paul George gonna, Paul George gonna have to face that music. You feel me?
1: <laughs> Time
0: and just a just a, just a quick question, Kev. So was the yeah. was was the stripper that Paul George married also the one that he had the baby with? Yes, he has two children with her. Yes. Okay, so he because I remember he was dating somebody else. Her, uh, Doc Rivers' ch- uh, daughter. Okay, so that was the 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 he tried to pay the stripper off to not have the baby. That's yes. the same one. Yeah, <laughs> cheaper to keep her, I guess. Yeah, Daniela <laughs> Raji. Okay, and then let's not forget Paul George tried to pay that chick a million dollars to have the abortion, <laughs> and just, and then married her. Yeah,
1: cold hearted Who's is being petty now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, it's a, hey, I, I just said it's a cold hearted business, man. Cold Who's
1: being business. petty now? The uh, um, um, I hey, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Like, yeah, I think he was doing too much. It was too much. Like. I ain't with all of that shit, and I'm a Clipper fan, and I'm just, I'm not with all of that bullshit.
0: Listen, um, DP, that's what it was. Thank you. Thank you for using those words. It wasn't, it it, it stepped beyond petty. It wasn't even petty. He was just doing too much. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. It,
1: I, Thank I, I, I believe so, but I'm, I, I'm also saying, I'm not, at this point, I'm just not surprised at what this nigga does. I ain't with it. I, I ain't a fan of it. I'm just like, I'm not sitting up like, you know, it's, it's like damn come on man cut it out and then on top of that like y- you getting in a debate with a man who's going who's got the trump card on both of y'all like yeah. let's let's be real you know what i'm saying like talk to me clippers when you motherfuckers win a championship talk to me when y'all do some damage and actually you know have something to say you know we pulling cards now so
2: you know fuck that shit you know there, there's only one person that that i know of that gave lillard problem like consistently in a series and that was drew holiday a couple years ago
1: he is the most underrated point guard to me and in, in the nba i think he is the most overlooked and yeah. underrated
2: point guard in the nba i can agree with that he but he, he has he, game oh he does he so he had lillard's number there was nothing lillard could do in that series it was it was bad um but on another note did you guys see what Lillard? Did today against Philly. This
1: nigga changed his voice like a reporter, like, but on another note. (laughs) What's up, y'all? Don't forget to follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Two P's and a Bong. That is the number two W O P E E Z A N D A B O N G. Two P's and a Bong. That's our handle on IG, Twitter, and Facebook, y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. We'll catch y'all on the next one.